Welcome to Eclipse, a Dungeons & Dragons sci-fi fantasy thriller. I'm Jeremy Fair, and I'll be your Dungeon Master. I'm Adam Deweese, and I will be your illicit cleric, Dr. Shepard. I'm Megan Kelleher, and I will be your human monk, Ava Elkin. I'm Rob Clark, and I will be your Warforged Artificier, Info Fuscat. I'm Whitney Mullins, and I'll be playing Rita Nove and ASMR Bard. And I'm Patrick Collins, playing Kanan Vergas, the Tiefling Wild Magic Sorcerer. away in the back of the ship because the Githyanki had arrested you. It began to lift off and leave from Amaron. Meanwhile, Dr. Shepard is on the Eclipse and he has ordered Gary to take the Eclipse and follow you all because you are beginning to leave the atmosphere and he does not want to lose his crew that he's been that he's friends with and that he works with uh, you know, for the last few months and years and things like that. We're going to come right back to Dr. Shepard. Dr. Shepard, as you and Gary are taking the Eclipse and flying it after these three uh, Gith ships, you have now begun to leave the atmosphere, and you are no longer within the pole of Amron's orbit. You have been traveling for about an hour or two now, and there hasn't seemed to be any sort of change in terms of them um, responding to you if they notice you. They haven't done anything. You are just trying to trailing behind them. Um, you can't really say above or below them because that's just not really how space works. You gotta think of it as a cube instead of a graph. It's got like four planes. But you are or six. But either way, you are, you know, able to keep within scanning distance, but you do know that pretty soon they are going to be leaving the pull of any of the planets, because you were just being pulled by this moon. Um, and you're going to soon have to go a lot faster, and that's going to make it a lot harder to stay undetectable while also keeping up with them. What do you like to do, uh, if anything? Like I said, this this trip um, has worked out basically how you hoped it would. You have managed to keep keep an eye on them, but no one has seemed to respond to you. Um... You said it's been hours? It's been two hours. Two hours. Yep. There's not been a change yet. How long do I think? You mentioned that it, once they get out of the once they get out of the pool of any of the planets in the solar system, that's then, when they can speed Yeah, that's up. when everyone will start going faster, and that's when you'll start going faster, but eventually they could like like kinda like you did, dart off in any direction uh-huh. and in order to keep up, you'd have to be prepared to do so as well. Yeah. And if it came down to that, it might break your stealth. Yeah, and uh, I think this is a good point for another kind of question about the space travel in our uh, show here. Uh, there's also like warp gates, right? So, but they've got to go to somewhere that has a warp gate, right? I know we talked about the, ah, um, oh, geez, what, well, uh, Zublob is a transport gate. Yes, there um, is a transport gate called the Zublob Gate, and it is ran by a beholder. 
by the name of Zoblob. None of you have ever been there personally or seen him personally, but it's like a thing everyone knows about because it's kind of a thing that a lot of people are not super sure about. People don't normally like beholders. Well, this particular beholder has ran this gate for a couple hundred years now and hasn't randomly destroyed anyone yet. He's running a business. Yeah. A yeah, business so that just... even the military of Torell uses quite often. Okay. Yeah, so I, I just know that like in... You know, in Star Wars, you could be following somebody, and they'll just go into what do they call it in Star Wars warp warp speed or whatever, and they're just gone, and you can't ch- chase them. So it wouldn't be quite like that, right? I would just need to speed up also to track them down. Well, you know, your ship is capable of warp, and you definitely know the Githyanki ship is capable of warp. If that was the case, if they warped, it'd be pretty difficult to follow them. Because warping is very dangerous. Um, it is kind of a, I don't know, I don't care where I want. I'm going to go that direction, any amount of millions of miles of light years or whatever. And you just go. But it, it also could basically blow your engine, destroy the magical energy that propels your ship and leave you stranded somewhere in space. So the only thing I have uh, is how long do I think until we are all out of the planet's pool? So minutes, hours. So the larger planet Calamar, um, its pull extends for a good, uh, you know, like like about an hour or two of just casual travel. So you are getting to the point where you, that's what I was saying, where you are about to leave that area. Um, Calamar has three moons: Amaron, Soltamar, and uh, Kalamed, and all three of them were, you know, adding to the overall already large pull of Calamar itself. Uh, Calamar is a gas giant, so it does have a strong pull, but the, the physical pull of the other moons were pulling you in because they're very large moons. Um, so it's been very hard. Normally, you probably could have already came to speed um, if it wasn't for, you know, all these these different planetary bodies pulling you in. But yeah, it is definitely getting to that um, point. However, you could probably attempt to see... Um, where they're headed. You do have knowledge of all the planets, at least within this uh, solar system and even beyond. And you do know that the closest planets to you would be Glyph, um, which is a planet that would probably take a day or two to get to. There's Koliar. And then there is a place called the Shakalam uh, Group. And all of those uh, kind of exists between you and uh, Terrell. And if you were to travel beyond that, you'd be at the Zoblob Gate, or you could alternatively go to Anadia, which is a very rocky planet closest to the sun. It's extremely hot, and you have to have proper technology to even survive there. But yeah, with all that being said, you do have like a map, so you could certainly reference this anytime you needed. At the moment, they seem to be heading um, towards the direction of Glyth, and uh, that's G-L-Y-T-H, towards Glyth, um, which has one moon called Sentinel. And, you know, if they don't change course, they could possibly be heading to that planet. Can I make some kind of check to see how sure of that I am? Because that's going to... That's going to change my... If I'm only 50% sure that they're going to be heading there, that is going to definitely change my course of action on... Well, do you want to make an alien technology check, or do you want to make an insight check? 
Um, I would imagine you might be very insightful as an illithid. I will do an insight check. That is a dirty 20 insight check. All right. So with a 20, you know that... um, so the planets do rotate. So a lot, a lot of this is very complex and very relative to where you are exactly at a certain time I know, and how fast <laughs> you plan on going. And based on the way they seem to be aligned, the way that they seem to be facing, if they continue completely straight, it does seem like that they would be heading to either Glyth or its moon Sentinel. Um, and if they were to overshoot that, the closest place they'd be going to is a cluster of asteroids called um, Dumovian, which is home to, well, it's you're not really sure. You know it's an, an alien race that your people don't know very much about, and that it's like, it would be like eight days or something from here. It'd be very, very far. It is like one of the closest large planetary bodies outside of your solar system, and it's so far away, basically, that people don't even take the Zoblob Gate there because it, the where the Zoblob Gate leads to is even far away from this place. It's, it's just like a very offshoot type area. But that being said, it you know you guys don't know very much about the Githyanki either, and it is possible maybe they are adding uh, heading towards Demovian, but that's uh, you know three or four times further away than yeah. and Sentinel. My absolute last question was going to be if. Do I know anything of any kind of, like, Gith outpost or anything on Glyth? Like, do do Gith hang out on Glyth? Which would be kind of funny, because they kind of sound similar. And that's just that's just going to build on my... So, I, so, my insight, I'm imagining, was kind of, like, me, like, trying to get, like, piece together. Like, yeah, the ship looks like it's going to Glyth. Um, and then if I could also add on, like, maybe... It, I don't know if I need to do another roll, or if I just know, like, Glyth has some Gith hangouts that would boost my confidence to pretty much I'll let you in like if I think for sure that they're going there I would probably just follow them there because I think it would be easier to um, sneak around on land than in this big ship and rescue my friends that way so you're able to go and check the the database that um, has been built into the Gary by the Lord's Armada, and you basically have access to all the information they've cleared and made more or less public to their military. And you know that Glyth is a harsh, rocky planet that has like land that is covered in a sort of frozen liquid that's like very jelly-like that is known to be poisonous and pretty dangerous and a lot of very strange very alien like creatures live on this planet and you know that sentinel its moon um used to be in a lithid base and outpost um back before they were driven off uh you know like 900 years ago or so like dog shepherds thinking they they probably repurposed that illithid base you also know that because glyph is such hazardous and harsh and strange conditions um, there's there there are rings that are around it. It has three rings, and um, people do live on the rings. Or at least they used to. The planet just has like ruins of like some of ancient civilizations of people that like were. It was like a city, like a metropolis, like very many, a great number of races and different types of people lived there before they were wiped out by the Illithid, and then. Um, now it's just kind of ruins, and then that the moon that used to be the illithid base. 
Okay, uh, Dr. Shepard is actually not much of a gambling uh, per, uh, illithid. However, um, all this knowledge is kind of make me think that I've got pretty good odds here. I am going to just keep just keep following. And uh, if they if they do somehow get out of my range, um, I think I think they're going to the moon sentinel. So um, that's all I'm doing. I'm just following. And then if these four can somehow commandeer the ship, all the better. But that is what Dr. Shepard's all about right now. All right, you start following, and you will continue in the same direction they are. And when they start to increase speed, you can also increase speed. And there is a point where they do go beyond where you're able to track, but you can also increase your speed and begin to head that direction much more quickly. And we will move back to the rest of the crew. You all feel like that the ship is certainly moving at quite a fast speed now. It's going so fast you can all notice how how much it's rumbling at this point. You also know that it has been a very long time. At least, you know, you would think you've been in here for 12, maybe 15 hours. There was a point where once the other scientists came back in the room, you were all given just, like, water and these, like, pellets that provide you with nutrients that you basically add the water to, and they're essentially just bread. You were given that, and it was, like, put on, you know, just, like, a little plastic tray that was thrown into the room where you are, and then, you know, through the barrier. Uh, it doesn't seem like any of them saw that mage hand earlier, and it has been hours since. You have been kind of more closely watched since that alarm had gone off, gone off and the four scientists have not left um, since then, or, or rather, they have, but they've, like, shifted out with other people, and, and it just seems like you haven't been left alone in this time. Um, it is hard to tell how long it's been, but, you know, it has certainly been, like, feels like 12 hours, 15 hours, who knows. Are you all doing anything during that time besides just waiting in prison? I am uh, just casually chatting with the scientists on this shift in common, just like, oh, lads, how you doing? So what are you doing out there? You doing anything interesting? Any, any scientific endeavors that are particularly interesting? Would you like some coffee? My, my little friend there that you got boxed up, he makes a mean coffee. He makes a, a rad espresso that will it'll just blow your, your brains off. Do you ever stop? It's been like two hours. Just stop. Fine. <laughs> you have my attention. I can hear you. I'm not ignoring you anymore. Yes, I can hear you. What the? What do you want? This is what he says in common. He's been ignoring you for the better part of two hours. And finally, this dude just like snaps. He's so mad. Well, it's about damn time, lad. I thought maybe a Tarkalian cat got your tongue or something. What do you want? You've eaten your sponge cake. You got water. What do you want? Sleep. I, I, or borrow the borrow the blanket. I'm I'm a bloody robot. Do you think I need sleep? Right. So robot, stand there. No. Recharge. Uh, yes. Don't you go? Don't you turn off or something? Oh, lad, you sound so cranky. Why don't you have my buddy there make you a, a coffee? He 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 makes a mean coffee. I don't even know what that is. I don't want your coffee, okay? That sounds disgusting. Oh, laddie. You don't know what coffee is? It's the nectar of the gods. The other three get, are just, like, looking at him as he's, like, freaking out. Because it's, like, been some time that you've been, like, 
annoying them. And this one just finally snaps. All right. All right. Listen, Gerald. Can I call you Gerald? I'm going to call you Gerald. No, you don't even know. What well, do you what's want? your bloody name, then, if you don't want me to call you Gerald? That's none of your business. You are a prisoner. All right, Gerald. Don't make me. I will come in All there. Right, I've Gerald. been looking around. Oh, the big mean scientist going to come in there. All right, laddie. Sure thing. He picks up Leda's staff. I don't know what this thing does, but I'm pretty sure I can kill you with it. Oh, that neuters anyone that holds it wrong. And you're holding it wrong, lad. In Geth, I'll be like, please don't break my stuff. I know that he's bothering you, but like, please don't break my stuff. Where you're going, you're not going to need this anymore anyways. He's he's holding it, and he's like, kind of like looking for how to activate it. He's like, I'll get a reprimand, or at worst lose my job. You're going to lose your life if you don't sit down. And uh, he's just holding the staff at, at both of you, really, but mainly... <laughs> Mainly at info. Rodney, Rodney, lad, it's coffee time. Pop open, would ya? And Rodney's gonna try and, like, break out of the little box <laughs> casually and, like, slowly. He's gonna, like, try and push open a door and just be like, bloop, 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 bloop. Are you doing, like, a coffee spew attack or something? Or are you just, like... You just want them to experience the joy of coffee. Or are you just literally making some coffee? Cultural exchange. Yeah, he's, like, got a little cup that's, like, gone down on the tray, and he's, like, tapping on the glass awkwardly, like, and the coffee's, like, filling up, like, one of those vending machines. When it starts, like, releasing the steam, he's like, what the hell are you doing? I told you to stop! And he's, like, looks kind of panicked, like, he's like, just just stop! Lad, he's just making coffee. Now, if he... Steam does overload. That will trigger the toxin explosion that I mentioned to your friend earlier, and he seemed very worried about it. But if you just take the coffee, I'm sure it will release the pressure, and you won't have anything to worry about. As this guy's freaking out and yelling, suddenly you hear a voice you heard before, and he's like, what the hell's going on in here? And uh, one that you take to be like the leader or captain or whatever, coming in here looking pretty angry. The hell are you doing with their weapon? Put that down! All of you, get back to your posts! Thank you, Captain. I really didn't want him to break Shh. it. Shh! What are you two doing? Why are you standing? Sit down. Come in here and make me, laddie. Come on. Hey, um... <clears throat> Captain, what is your name? That is none of your business. Okay, that's fine. Um, I would like... I call him Seamus. Stop it! Stop. Sit. What? He won't tell us his bloody name. I'm, I'm going to call him Seamus. We can't call him that asshole over there. Well, I guess we could call him that asshole over there, but there's like four of these other assholes all over there. Are they speaking Gith or Com? I'm speaking Gith to them. Okay. Well, Captain, our Captain, I would just like for you to know, because you have these wonderful scientists around you, and I do think that it would interest them to know that this beverage that our frankly annoying friend, I'm so sorry, is offering you... Um, actually does improve your physical performance and make you feel more energized. It's actually really healthy and really good for you. So if your compatriots would like to try this coffee, it actually is really good for you. So it could help. Look, I don't know what the hell's going on in here. You all sit tight. We'll be to Prometheus Zero in a few hours, and you need to stop causing problems. Wait. As for you, <sighs> and he's pointing at the one scientist, you're coming with me. And he, like, turns and prods him forward. And, like, he has grabbed the staff and, like, puts it back with the other things. And um, 
They start marching away, and then uh, one of the other scientists follows behind them, and there's just the two two left, and they're just looking at each other like, what the hell just happened? And then they will return to the opposite sides of the room where they begin doing whatever they were doing before on the screens, running diagnostics. Hey, you two that seem reasonable, you really should try the coffee. You don't have to speak to me. I'm just genuinely, you really should try it. It's actually delicious. You can make a persuasion if you want. <laughs> you just really want them to try coffee. I want to get Gith hooked on <laughs> coffee. Now that we've Caffeine. got them addicted to coffee. Oh. A 19. <laughs> yes. All right. That's the best so part of waking up. A 19, one of them is like, what do you mean it can enhance your abilities? It, it does it really it enhances your abilities it improves your physical performance so it can actually make you more dexterous but I'm already as quick as they come no even more you really think that until you try coffee and then you get the, sh- the jitters you get the shakes and it's really great this stuff this stuff yes that's right stuff. here and you like touch ah. don't trying to trick me it's no, hot no you drink it slowly <laughs> blow on it and then drink blow on it and then drink it and it's delicious this Random Gith Yankee is going to try some of the coffee with your 19 persuasion. So he's like, Ugh. I don't know. It's tastes kind of weird, kind of strong. <laughs> the stronger, the stronger it makes you. That's the point. It's just like trying black coffee for the first time in their life. I don't know. It kind of tastes like, I don't know how to feel about it. Why am I getting angry? <laughs> it grows on you. Why am I angry? And he's like trying not to spill it. Rodney doesn't have, like, cold brew. We don't have cream and sugar. We don't have any, you know, stevia. Tell him him that his uh, cream dispenser is tucked away underneath of him, and he has to pull him out of the box there to to get the the cream and the sugar. I can hear you, he says in common. Well, it's about bloody time you talked common. It's just more polite to speak to someone in their native tongue. I'm trying to be polite. All right. Well, you be polite. I want him to get a full coffee experience. I I do as well. So, if you would like, then... But it doesn't even taste good. Nearly keeps drinking it. Well, if you add the cream and sugar, it'll alter the molecular structure on a cellular level. So is that how we beat the gith? We give them diabetes? I don't know what those are. Sound like poison. No, 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 no. It's actually... But it's not going to kill you. It's going to taste really good, and you're going to get addicted to it, and it's great. I don't think... What are you addicted? What do you mean? Um, sugar is delicious. <laughs> it just walks out of your view with the cup. I think he likes it. What? What are... What's our end game here? I don't have one. If we get them really jittery, then we can just break out of here without them noticing. They don't know what's happening to the body. I don't know. <laughs> Rodney! Start, start releasing some steam, lad. Let's make it, make it like a sauna in here. Ooh, what if we become friends and they invite us over for tea and they don't want to turn us into the intergalactic police because we had tea time and they really like us? How are you going to have tea time when you've given them coffee? I mean, it's the same concept. It's just a horror substance, oh, I guess. Don't ever say coffee and tea are the same concept. It... That's like saying cake and pie are the same thing. <laughs> you can have coffee or tea. Info, you don't even eat. <laughs> Connoisseur vicariously. 
I'm a vicarious connoisseur. I take prolific notes on what people think. And Rodney and I coordinate accordingly to provide the best experience of caffeinated delight for all of you assholes. So why don't you just shh your mouth and just enjoy when the coffee comes. Okay, I don't appreciate being called assholes. You're not wrong. The coffee is pretty good. And this could really be something because, you know, you have your coffee and you get caffeinated, you get your buzz, and then you crash, right? So maybe we wait till they crash? Maybe they have a little nap? Well, while we wait for that, I'm going to go over to this wall. Are any of them left in that lab? Yeah, there's two. And one of them's the one with the coffee. I don't know if your plan of drugging them with coffee to knock them out is going to work, but... That's not an actual plan. That's... Ha, now they're somewhat drowsy. It's almost four o'clock. Get them. But Info wants to do a point-blank ray of frost on the wall next to him. Like, just leaning on the wall casually and trying to do, like, a ray of frost into the wall to uh, make the metal uh, brittle. On which wall? We have the invisible wall and then the wall to his right that he's been leaning on while talking. Okay. Yeah, to the right of the cell, you can cast that on the wall if you'd like, and it would shoot out an icy beam against the wall. But what is your plan? It just seems to, like, put some ice up against the side of it. I want to see if I can, like, damage the wall or, like, freeze up something so it, like, shorts out because there has to be some sort of, like mechanisms or something back there either with the engines or something that they might have to drop the shield to come repair. Okay. Uh, 14 to hit and 5 cold damage. Oi, lad! You got a you got a problem back here. There's ice forming on the walls. Look! Look for yourself! Be quiet! You think we're not monitoring you? We can see what you've done. You're not gonna get out of here with something like that. What did I do? I didn't do anything. I see you casting your spells and all that. Oh, you saw nothing. You're in a fog because you haven't had enough coffee. Is it possible for you guys to take this um, rapport that you've established and distract them long enough for me to get Apricot out and have her, like, run around and do some recon? Well, do you guys have other ideas? I'm not trying to, like, force the ferret plan on you, but... The only other thing that I can think of is using Mage Hand to try and mess with one of the panels. Ooh. But as long as they're, as long as they're, like, at their stations watching our, like, monitoring our shit, then they can see us casting magic. Good point. And so my thought was if they're looking at, like, if they're away from their monitors and they're talking to us... And if I, like, go crouch in a corner and do something, they might not clock it. Does summoning your familiar have, like, any material uh, cost to it? I know that, like, our party person who has a familiar is always like, oh, I don't have the thing I need to summon them. So I just wanted to make sure we weren't going to, like, murder Apricot and then not be able to get them back. Well, it's a ritual, so it takes, like, ten minutes. It takes an hour. I saw that. What? I wasn't going to say oh, anything. Oh, shit. <laughs> okay, well. Yeah, we don't know how far we are away. I can't exactly sit there and play Freebird to distract them. I mean, you can sit there and attempt to summon Apricot for an hour if you want to. But they're going to see me do it. Like, they have to be away from their console right. for an hour. Mage Hand might be a better... I don't think Mage Hand lasts... It lasts a minute. 
It still has a verbal and somatic component unless our... Wait, you didn't take subtle spell though, did you, Pat? No, I didn't. I don't think a verbal component is as distracting if we're talking to them, right? You have a blanket. We do have a blanket. We were gifted. Can Mage Hand bring something into us? Could shove one of the guys into it? Something that only weighs five pounds. Are there any small things out there that we can steal? That we want? Is there anything important I can grab? (laughs) So 30 feet away, 10 pounds. Can't attack, activate magic items, or carry more than 10 pounds. But a panel in the ship wouldn't be magic, right? Maybe not. You know the barrier is magic. But yeah, the panels, like most ships, use technology that they use to activate the magic that's just charged up on the big spell coil. They still have spell coil technology on the ship, so you'd assume, like, you know, they're just using energy to activate the magical effect. So you might be able to manipulate it. Uh, The scientist, when he took a drink of the coffee and he burned himself, did he take any damage from burning his tongue? (laughs) Not that you know of. Damn. Maybe it's just tough. So much for Toll the Dead. <laughs> for Toll of the Dead. <laughs> if we could pick up our weapons with Mage Hand, then we could just carry them through the door, right? Because it's a one-way door, so we could pick them up with Mage Hand and bring them to ourselves. But then what? Rather than Mage Hand, do you have anything that could hurt and kill them? No, I have literally... I have Thunder Wave. That's it. I do have Suggestion. I could try to suggest that they let us out of here. But, like, it only works on one person. So, like, it would only be one of them. (laughs) So... (laughs) No, I can't have them, like, do something they wouldn't... Well, if it's something they wouldn't normally do, I mean, we don't know how the Yankee get promoted... It has to sound reasonable. You can't ask them to stab themselves or, like, murder themselves or do something obviously harmful. I want to get us out beyond this barrier, and then we do some shit. Get him to let Rodney out of the box to make better coffee. I have an ethereal blade I can summon that can do some decent damage. So we need to get rid of one of them. And we need to get rid of one more of them. And when it's just one of them with us, we can suggest... But then, like, then we're on a ship. Like, what are we going to do? Take over the ship? Like, Yeah. I just... Violence. We're just going to kill all the Githanki on this ship? And, yeah. Was either that or I throw a chromatic orb at the wall? I say violence. Oh. Lead us not a murder hobo. That's not good. <laughs> do you suffer from chronic storytelling dysfunction? Do you find you're overrun with trite tropes and cliche character patterns? Well, you're not alone. In my old age, I was tired of boring stories. But thanks to Dice Chronicles, I feel young again. If you suffer from a lack of creative world building or one-dimensional character development, Dice Chronicles may be just what you need. My characters always felt flat and unable to perform. But with Dice Chronicles, I'm not afraid of being my true self. Before I started listening to Dice Chronicles, I felt so alone in my hunger. But now I'm a first-rate villain. Dice Chronicles gave me a purpose, but most importantly, it gave me a terrible French accent. Hi, I'm Yarn, and before Dice Chronicles, I used to be terrified of magic, but now after just a few episodes, I've got magic pouring out of my eyeballs. I used to suffer from crippling anxiety, but thanks to Dice Chronicles, now I only suffer from anxiety from going on an adventure with my friends. 
Dice Chronicles is not responsible for rolling natural ones, TPKs, or the general feeling that our characters are better than yours. Ask your DM today if Dice Chronicles is right for you. Find us at podbean.com or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. From the city that brought you Kentucky Fried Chicken, Sluggers, and Muhammad Ali comes Roll for Weird, a Monster of the Week actual play podcast. Join Philbert Fogel, Doomsday Prepper, and Expert. I mean, I'm kind of like the, the linchpin that's keeping everything together in the group. Laysath, the Divine, and the Sensible. And I still owe him my life, so I would have to end yours. It would be a mess. Shadow, the edgy initiate. I trust him with my life. I don't know if I trust him with, you know, my bank account or my car or something like that. Misty Charlotte Paladino, Spellslinger and Trenchcoat Enthusiast. But I haven't set anything on fire that I haven't meant to set on fire. Silas Lancaster, Elderly Vampire. There's only one Philvet. They broke the mold when they made Philvet. And Dragon Bait as the Creeper Keeper. Silas, get back in your room! Roll for Weird on Twitch. Streaming monthly. New podcast episodes every other Friday. Available on Apple or wherever you find your podcasts. I'm Jeremy. And I'm Jerundu. And we are the hosts of Dice Talk on the Majestic Goose Podcast Network. Dice Talk is a Dungeons and Dragons and tabletop podcast that dives into the deep topics of tabletop role playing games. Join us as we speak with passionate content creators, podcasters, authors, and more as we discuss all manner of tabletop and geek related content. Dice Talk is a bi weekly show, so we're hitting your podcatchers with fresh new episodes every other week filling your ears with exclusive interviews and conversations that you can't find anywhere else. Every episode is a new opportunity to hear from different creators in the tabletop community and just talk about Dungeons and & Dragons and any other tabletop games that have made us who we are. Dice Talk, now on the Majestic Goose Podcast Network. Make sure you check us out and subscribe so you never miss an episode. A Majestic Goose Podcast. Hi. Meanwhile, on the eclipse. Meanwhile, while we're making horrible plans that don't work. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Shepard, you're flying on the eclipse. You've been following for, you know, it's been almost a day. And you were getting pretty dang close to um, Glyph and to Sentinel. And you were pretty certain that um, you're heading in the right direction. You are getting close enough once again to where you are able to um, detect their ship. You are uh, within a close enough range to where you have, you know, you have successfully followed this trio of ships this direction. That fourth ship, you don't know where that is. You haven't seen it. The one that it's probably still on Amaron somewhere. But you know that within, you know, the next hour or two, you're going to be getting into the orbit of one of these two, uh, one of these places, either Glyph or Sentinel. And that they will be uh, doing the same pretty soon as well. So you're, you know, you're pretty confident you made the right decision heading this direction. 
and that you haven't lost sight of them. And then as far as you know, you haven't been detected. So what do you want to do? Anything differently? Uh, no, I think if <laughs> I'm really hoping that if my crew were to somehow take over the ship, I would think that I would, it would be obvious to me and I would be able to tell. So that withstanding, instead of trying to take on three ships solo on the Gary, I'm going to continue to follow them. And uh, if they land, I will have to decide <laughs> what to do from there uh, once we land. But I think that will be the more vulnerable spot to break them out than um, trying to do any kind of ship combat. So I'm going to continue to try to hang back unless I see anything that's very obvious to me. Okay, so you're just going to keep kind of maintaining your current course and making sure that you are just following them still, basically, and yeah. trying to keep an eye on them, just ready to react if they change plan? Yep. Okay, so you're just going to stay the course. Um, it does seem that they are headed just directly towards this, this planet and its accompanying moon. So if that's all you're going to do, then we will just return back to them. So you're on this ship. You're all still in the middle of hatching that plan. So we can pick off right where we left off. What is your plan? Do we want to just try and subtly cast Mage Hand and see if we can open up this this door, this wall? So last time we did that, it set off an alarm, right? Yeah, there was like the hand scanner thing and it just was like unrecognized. So it went off. When she touched it. So it scans your hand. So we don't, so we just need a Gith Yankee's hand. That's all we need. We don't need the rest of it, is what I'm saying. Should we spill the coffee on the panel? Since he has a coffee cup, can we not like in Godzilla? It's all coming together. There we go. That actually is amazing. Yeah, if you could get a maid, the mage hand to just we can definitely do that. Can we? Can we try and get them both with coffee? Yeah, the other one's just walking around drinking it and doing whatever. You haven't really seen them. They kind of walked off. One of them didn't take the coffee, so... Use suggestion to get him to convince his partner to drink coffee. I, I, mm, I could suggest that he gets all of his friends to try coffee. <laughs> and see Info, could you just tell Rodney to make more coffee and then the mage hand can go get the coffee and, like... Just straight up throw it at the Githyanki and their machines. Can Rodney just do that? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Rodney's still in the box, right? He can just squirt everything if they let him out. Mage hand open the box? Yeah, and then he'll just squirt all over the place. <laughs> Does it look like there's a mechanism that's, like, simple to open the box, or is it, like, mechanically sealed? Well, it's like the front of it's open, and he's just sitting in there, and it's like a like a little scanner thing. He's just kind of like locked into place. And I guess they didn't have the part of him locked down where it just like made a cup of coffee. So I guess he could just make another cup of coffee, but it does seem like he's secured or else he probably would have already tried to just get up and move. Just the biggest, most dangerously hot cup of coffee. 
Yeah, and Mage Hand spell it onto the the panel to the door or to their panels that they're using. Mage Hand, can you just start rapid firing coffee and just like. Just flinging it everywhere until something happens. Well, no, if, he's, uh, if he's just squirting, then she could put the Mage Hand like under and divert the squirt all over the place. I do not like the sound of That's that like a at all. Slogan. Divert the squirt. I never want to hear that again in my life. <laughs> I hate it here. Um, I hate that. So... <laughs> That's not how I meant it. <laughs> I think if we could... So is the plan... So let me clarify. Joking aside, is the plan that Rodney is going to somehow spray the guys and their machines or that the mage hand is going to somehow deliver the coffee to the guys in their well, I feel like you only get one mage hand before people know what's happening so I don't think you just like here's coffee and it's just like flying floating it to them he can just keep making coffee and just keep dripping it out while the cup is gone and let it drip over hopefully they panic if you only had one shot <laughs> well <laughs> <would you> t- <laughs> Lita and I can both do mage hands. Oh, spaghetti. Yeah, so we have <laughs> two mage hands are better than one. So why don't you throw the coffee at the panel or the guards or whatever, and then I'll try and push buttons on the panel closest to us to try and drop the wall of force. Suddenly you'll hear someone go, hey! And you all turn and one of them standing there. What are you all whispering about? Why y'all huddled up like that little corner? Freaking me out. We're talking about coffee. Yeah, I know you're talking about coffee. That's literally what we're doing. We're talking about coffee and how it's a travesty that you haven't put cream and sugar in your shit. Well, I've already, it was pretty good. I already finished it. And I think I'm good for a while because now I feel like I need to go run. Yeah, I see. More powerful. More powerful. It's beautiful. I I don't know that I feel more powerful. I just feel like I need to go run. It gives you more energy. When you feel that urge to run, it is dangerous to ignore it. That can happen, and you have to take you have to take that urge and run somewhere. Or your heart could explode. It can happen to first timers. I guess persuade to persuasion. That Deception. The thing you told him to drink to <laughs> make his heart explode. Deception. Yeah. Seventeen. Disgrace. Is it a lie uh, or just an exaggeration? Is there an exaggeration check I can make? I think that's called deception. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very bad at lying. Okay, that is a beefy little nine. How is info persuading him? I'm persuading him to go for a run. So I feel like with a 17 from info and then a nine from Ava, I'll run when we land. Right now, I have work to do. There's not really a lot of places to run on this ship anyways. Stop all your whispering. It's freaking me out. <laughs> he just turns away and walks out of your view once more. All of these Githyanki are really paranoid and really angry. Like, we just stumbled upon this herd of, like, really pent-up anger. I was gonna say, good thing we caffeinated them, yeah. Yes, it's a yeah, great I think the thing. coffee just made it worse. Well, I'm pretty sure Rodney made him a red-eye. So, he is jacked up. Rodney, just keep pumping out the coffees, lad, even if they spill over. Just start pumping them out. And now Rodney's just gonna start, like, squirting coffee. Yeah, we're never going to get out of here if we don't try something. Okay, so um, you may tend push buttons and I may tend through coffee. You'll hear a voice come over the intercom speaking in Githyanki. And only in Githyanki, this voice uh, 
says, Prepare for entry into orbit. God damn it. Brace yourself. Oh, good. Brace yourselves, guys. We're about to enter orbit somewhere. And you all feel a shift in the direction, and it's kind of like a bump, like you feel like you've hit some sort of bump, and suddenly the speed has changed. You get like butterflies in your stomach type feeling for a moment, and you can, you know, it smooths out after a few seconds, but you definitely can feel the, the change. Oh, that would have been a you're being perfect time to throw coffee and no one suspect us. Yeah, what do you want to do right then? You have that moment. Throw coffee! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you to throw coffee. <laughs> Cast me, Chan, and just chuck coffee at the now. computer systems. Now. I just keep saying now. <laughs> now. <laughs> Rodney is, like, beeping aggressively and pumping coffee out as fast as he can. <laughs> All right, so you both cast the mage hand right when the bump happens. The coffee just flings across the room. Suddenly you'll hear, like, ah, as one of them gets, like, burned probably really bad. Cool. And then there is, like a splash all over the panel and one of them will yell like ah what the hell and he is just like yelling and freaking out like they're jumping up in a panic there's just one of them left in the room but it's back is to you and it's like in the middle of the room and then i guess you fling a second cup all at that same time what are you gonna do right at that second when there's just one left with its back to you and you are now going pretty fast into the orbit of some sort of planetary body Hey, you, I would really appreciate it if you would open this cage for us. And I'm going to cast Suggestion on them and pray to whatever god it works. <laughs> what kind of role is that? Is it a... It's a wisdom save against my they make DC. It? Okay. It's 14. 14, okay. Which is not very high. It's a 10. <gasps> yes! yes! Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> Nine plus one. So you cast suggestion, and this one turns around, it's like, what? And it's the one with the if the coffee cup, and it's like freaking out because it's just it's like burned and stuff, and you can see it's got coffee stains on it. Coffee is now its best and worst friend. And you use suggestion. Um it sees you all as just barely friendly but it's enough with the coffee influence to um suggest that it simply just opens the door not harming itself or anything and it just goes uh okay and it just walks forward and puts its hand up to the thing and the thing's like and it just drops and that's where we're gonna end this week's oh episode. My god. Holy shit. <laughs> oh my god, that was awesome. Jeremy, you're an asshole. God damn it. This gift is my favorite. I um, love him. Can we be friends with him? Is this Seamus or is this Charlie or Gertrude or whatever you him. named them? I don't know who this is. We schemed for two hours and we finally just asked nicely and it worked. This is Jeremy, your DM. Thank you so much for tuning into another episode of Eclipse. I hope you enjoyed it as much as we did when we were recording it. We had a lot of fun. It's really, really hard to ever stop, no matter how late it gets. The next episode of Eclipse will release in two weeks, so make sure that you subscribe to Eclipse so you never miss any of our episodes. And if you've enjoyed Eclipse, please tell your friends about us. Please go wherever you like to get your podcasts and leave us a review. Those things are super helpful, especially for a brand new podcast. 
You can keep up to date with all of the Eclipse content by following us on Twitter. That's at Eclipse Pod. We are super, super active on Twitter. And you can also go to theeclipsepod.com where you can learn about our show and our crew and the voice actors that are playing the characters on Eclipse. Eclipse is part of the Majestic Goose Podcast Network, so you'll definitely want to go and check that out as well. We are home to over a dozen amazing podcasts and streams, everything from actual plays to talk shows. We even do a weekly live nerdy craft stream on Twitch, so we really do all of it here at the Majestic Goose Network. We release new content six days a week with shows like Doom Clock, One Shot Onslaught, Halfway to Heroes, Dice Talk, Roll for Weird, and many, many more. So go to MajesticGoose.com and check out all that awesome stuff that we're doing. Check out our streaming schedule and come say hi to us. Thanks again for tuning in, and I'll talk to you next time on Eclipse.